uses emoji. Hello and welcome to Emoji Rap, a podcast about all things emoji. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, Emoji uh, Emojipedia's, oh wow, this has been a long time, Emojipedia's uh, Chief Emoji Officer, uh, and with me today is a man whose name you might have seen if you've been browsing the latest emoji articles on Emojipedia about what's new, uh, that is if you get to the bottom where the byline is, it's Keith Brony. Hey Keith. Hey, Jeremy. Great to be talking to you about Emoji 2020. Yeah. uh, Hashtag Emoji 2020. Uh, For the listeners out there, this is the first time I've spoken to Keith in the the audio. We chat. We chat on the Slack. We chat on the tweets. I don't think we've chatted in person, have we? No, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've properly chatted in person. It was almost going to happen on World Emoji Day because I was going to go across the event in the British Library. But that didn't end up panning out. But mm. this is the first time we're chatting voice to voice, as it were. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, not in person, but nonetheless, very close. So, welcome, listeners. You get to you get to join us. Uh, what we're going to do today? It's emoji new emoji week. There's been an emoji announcement yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, and the announcement was from Unicode that there's 117 new emojis approved to come out this year. We can talk a little bit about the exact number later. There's some kind of boring technicalities, but I thought it'd be fun to go through the whole list and have a little chat about what's what's new. So, Keith, uh, what I have for you is a job to open up the Emojipedia blog, which I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. and going to the article entitled 117 New Emojis in the Final List for 2020. And to scroll down, listeners, you can do this too if you like. It's in the show notes. Uh to the little chart that lists the image and the name for the emoji. And, well, uh, before we begin, are there any that any new ones that sort of jumped out at you when you saw the list for the first time, or maybe you've seen some as drafts? Is there, when you sort of think of this year's list, what comes to mind? Um, to just run through a couple, definitely the smiling face with tear, the uh, pinched fingers, the uh, people hugging, um, that's going to be, I think, huge. And in kind of sharing the new um, sample images across uh, the socials, I'm surprised that one didn't pick up as much as others because I genuinely think that's going to be huge for people who are trying to convey a sense of empathy or sympathy or, or closeness and don't want to send um, the person they're, they're messaging a weird jazz hands style icon, you know? Yeah, no one wants a weird jazz hands hug. You're right. I think what's weird every year, so we see this happen that you sort of have an announcement, and obviously these are Emojipedia's sample images. There's They're not the official anything, really. They're just sort of, we put a lot of effort in to try and make it look like, I say, a real emoji set, but they're going to look different, and you sometimes get, I don't know, I guess people sometimes want to discuss one set of emojis when they come out, but then the actual ones they use might be a different set, or they might talk about a different ones when they're actually implemented. So maybe the the hugging one will have its day when it actually reaches phones. Yeah, I would expect so. But the ones that we are seeing really uh, kick off and get the most traction are, well, the the smiling face with tear has been a a big request for uh, a little while now, trying to kind of walk that line between, you know, um, showing a, a sense of kind of, um, pride and, and kind of uh, compassion while kind of just being so overwhelmed with emotion you're shedding a tear but are still happy um, and it kind of is filling that that space that currently well up until now existed I think across the various uh, facial expressions and again the, the pinch I've, I've already seen this one be listed as the everything is fine emoji <laughs> Do you think that's? Yeah, I've already seen that be sort of its its shorthand. What do you think of that? I uh, I uh, I actually saw something quite similar when it's like when you're feeling really upset and your bro asks you if you're fine and you say you're fine and that's your face when you're not really fine but you say yeah. you're fine. Um, so it's already been um, kind of utilized in, in similar but different ways. All right. Uh, so if we we might as well work our way down the list. There's some. In my opinion, kind of boring ones down the bottom of the list, so we might skim a few. Maybe maybe you have things to say about them, but the next one on the list here is a disguised face, which maybe you could describe what that looks like to anyone that hasn't seen these images. 
Yeah, so the, the, if if the listeners know Groucho Marx, that's probably the quickest way to describe it. But if they don't, it's effectively a, uh, a smiling face or rather just a, a face emoji wearing a pair of glasses. And they have a clearly uh, fake eyebrows and mustache kind of pasted onto their face. So they're disguised. They're, uh, they're trying to be... Um, you know, uh, trying to be hidden, but if anything, it's very, very obvious that they're wearing a disguise. Uh, one tricky thing with this one, as soon as you put sort of human elements on things, there's always the inclination, especially Unicode being a standards body, to think, well, does this need skin tone support? And this has a nose on it, which is yellow. I think it walks the line clearly enough to be a smiley, but that's sort of a consideration that goes into these images is to try and make sure if this looked like a real person with a disguise on their face, then you'd have to consider gender options and skin tones by making sure it looks like a smiley. It sort of it stays in the smiley category, which is much simpler to implement. Yeah, definitely, especially because that that look. I know I mentioned Groucho Marx earlier, but that kind of um, disguise, the kind of large black eyebrows, the large mustache, and the oversized glasses, it is a kind of a novelty prop. You you'd see. Um, quite a lot, you know, in costume shops and what have you. So I think it's it's transcended the the person it was emulating, and I do think it's it's probably a better move to have it as a smiley. Uh, and if you want to, I I guess try and be uh, in disguise or what have you. I do know that on some platforms the detective emoji still looks like they're they're up to something or kind of trying to keep themselves low key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think this would be fun. I actually I don't know. I, oddly enough, I've got a friend who's been bugging me about having a Groucho Marx emoji for years, sort of as a joke. Mm. And I kind of went, nah, I don't know if it'd be a great emoji and I didn't really have strong feelings about it. The proposal seemed to stack up, but can I let it be known? I had nothing to do with pushing this, despite one of my friends being very keen on it. Uh, so we'll see if he's actually wanting to use it when it comes out, shall we? Uh, looking down the list, Pinched Fingers is next. We've got to keep rolling because there's so many of these. Uh, pinched Fingers, sort of a thumb and fingers stuck together. I, I think most people have sort of commonly deemed it the Italian hand, although plenty of different cultures use this for different things. What, what have you seen about this? Uh, yeah, a, a huge, um, actually, range of cultures have been cited um, in people talking about this one, um, Italian culture most prominently, uh, and a lot of people are referencing how this is going to be the, the sole emoji their grandmothers are going to be sending them across uh, Messenger. <laughs> uh, I saw one tweet that says their grandmother is going to buy a smartphone just to send this emoji. Um and right. it's kind of, you know, tied into a, a lot of GIFs and memes that are kind of using this gesture. And there was a few uh, jokes that you come to me today on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Quoting the Godfather there once this one was released. <laughs> uh, what else have I seen? I've seen um, uh, Lance uh, Ulanoff on, on Twitter is uh, kind of flipped it upside down to be a salt bay uh doing some salt, uh salting some food uh, what else have we got uh aoc alexandra ocasio cortez uh people immediately whipped out a photo of her sort of doing this gesture uh in the u.s is she a senator i think she might be a senator we're, we're two people not from the u.s here uh, yeah, nonetheless, it's and she, she retweeted woman, that today. But yeah, um, yes, yeah, and, and I mean that was my initial reaction when I saw it myself. Is that oh, I've seen that picture of um, Ocasio Cortez doing that gesture, it just exploded across Twitter once the, um, the you know the picture was taken, um, and I think without veering into it too much, I I do know one news source had a, a bit of a maybe a risque take on us as well. Ah, yes. Uh, well, uh, well, what we could point to, actually, is that in the past two weeks or so, Emojipedia has an uh, official, unofficial alternative Twitter account called Emojipedia After Dark. And if you're after more sort of adult takes on, on the emoji world, then you can go check out Emojipedia After Dark. If you Google it, it will come up. Uh, and if you're not, then, then you can just keep on moving so there's there's always plenty of fun alternatives for these please direct all peach and aubergine emoji questions to uh, emojipedia after dark 
Yes. Uh, so that's that's a, an alternative account because plenty of people have sort of adult takes on your emojis and we can't always discuss them on the main channel because it's sort of a widely used resource and th there's only so far we can go. So that's a fun little side channel over there. Uh, looking down the list here, moving along, we have, I'm going to group these two together. There's one called Anatomical Heart and there's one called Lungs. Uh, what are these, Keith? Um, so they are quite literally uh, representations of our internal organs. Um, I love that we have to um, specify that it's an anatomical heart as opposed to just a heart. Uh, and of course, then uh, we have a pair of lungs. Uh, the anatomical heart seems to have kind of kicked off. I can imagine a lot of kind of uh, tongue in cheek macabre style posting with this one. I'm not sure if it's just because um, My Chemical Romance are back. I believe they used a kind of a heart in one of their um, promotional or maybe it was an album cover or I could be getting that completely wrong. But uh, this one kind of picked up as well. A lot of people kind of excited about subverting the, the I heart you with that and maybe a tiny bit of gross out squeamish humor. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. I think people, it doesn't matter what heart comes out, it will be popular, even if it is sort of a, I say, a gross sort of bloodied organ-looking thing, which is what a heart looks like, but we're so used to the abstract, where now we have love hearts in every color. Uh, there's, on the draft list for next year already, I think there's the, the finger heart with the thumb and the finger. All hearts are popular. I think this is going to be a popular take on it. Uh, we've got Ninja down the list. Ninja... With skin tones, early, this is this was a late change in the Unicode spec. So for people who aren't sort of super familiar with the process, Unicode drafts and has various stages of draft candidates for emoji that go over about a year or so, where there might be a provisional candidate or it might be a draft candidate or it might be in the Unicode beta. Uh, Ninja, until almost the last minute, was deemed a smiley. Uh, but then at the last Unicode meeting, it was, I say, upgraded. It was switched category into becoming a human with skin tones. I think partially because, again, sort of like the nose, that once you put a disguise around a smiley, there's still some sort of, I guess, I don't know about concern being the right word, but nonetheless, it's, it's maybe not clear what's going on, whether it's a person or a smiley. So it's definitively a person now, so it gets the skin tones. Uh, do you have any any use for the ninja yourself? Um, yeah, I can imagine myself using it. I feel like ninjas exist in that kind of pop culture space as one of those kind of go-to kind of villains or adversaries in the kind of same space as uh, the zombies. Or for some reason, in my mind, I kind of put them in the same category as the Tyrannosaurus Rex emoji, which, of course, makes me instantly think of a Jurassic Park in terms of its um, mm. its placement. So it's very kind of, you know, I don't know, 90s pop culture to me. Um, and of course, there is that um, massive uh, gaming streamer, Ninja. So I can imagine a lot of um, that streamer's fans could find some uses for it. I wouldn't be surprised to see it appear in a Twitter bio. Yeah, that's true. People might do that. I, I kind of, I don't know, I, I kind of miss the smiley, the look not that it ever got released like that. I think it was Yahoo Messenger or one of them did have a fairly distinct ninja sort of emoticon back in the day. And I thought that looked pretty cool. I kind of liked that, but whatever. I didn't see myself using the ninja much. So <laughs> I don't have strong feelings about it. Uh, looking down our list here, we've got... I'm going to group the next four together. What we've listed them as is person in tuxedo, woman in tuxedo, person with veil, and man with veil. And these... These are kind of an undoing of past Unicode sins that about three or four years ago, there was quite an effort and quite a good effort, really, to look at the emoji set and go, look, this is kind of not on that there's this dancer that's a woman and why isn't there a man? Or like, why is the woman a princess and there's no equivalent on different platforms? Why is there a bride and no groom? Um, at the same time, they were sort of looking at things like why the police officer and the construction worker are men. And what happened is that a, a bunch of new emojis, not that many, but a few of them got added and they were sort of called gender pairs at the time. So you had the bride already and the pair that was added was a man in tuxedo. And the thing is that doesn't scale that well because instantly women are like, huh, well, why can't I wear a tuxedo? And you go, well, well, you can't because that's the pair for the for the bride in the veil, and if you had the woman in the tuxedo, now what's the the pair for that? 
and Unicode kind of stepped away, and in the last few years, just about every emoji ended up with three options as of last year. Normally, a sort of a reversion back to a, a sort of gender-inclusive, neutral character to begin with, and then you could pick if you're a woman or a man if you wanted to, and... These efforts, the new, the gender-inclusive person with the veil and the tuxedo, and then the woman in the tux and the man in the veil, are just kind of a long-term attempt to make everything have three gender options, really. And I've seen a lot of people have a lot of fun with the mustache man in the veil. Uh, women are genuinely, seemingly pretty pretty on board with the, the tuxedo, but yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for just having three options for every emoji, and then... It gets weirder and weirder the more the more exceptions there are. When there's only a few left, then you have to go, well, why does every emoji have two or three options except for this one or two? So I think we've only got a few left after this, and I think this is fun. I think people are going to enjoy it. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too, Jeremy. I mean, I, I'm all for uh, emoji being as inclusive as possible. And look, um, you know, obviously these are derived from a traditional Western marriage context and the clothing people in the West wear when having uh, their nuptials. And look, um, women can wear tuxedos and men can wear veils uh, and wedding dresses. That's the way the world is. And we want uh, the emoji keyboard, I think, to represent the world as it is by and large. So yeah, I'm all for this. Uh, and I must say, yes, we've seen a little bit of hate from people on some of these things, but I'm just like just relax you know if you if you're a guy and you don't want to wear a wedding dress that's fine the majority of men probably don't wear wedding dresses but it's fine it's fine to have on the keyboard and there's some people i've seen absolutely loving these and genuinely it just means less decisions in future right if every emoji just has options for everyone then you can pick and choose what you want to use so that brings us to the next three in the list which are a woman feeding a baby a person feeding a baby and a man feeding a baby all with a bottle. Some of the sort of logic here is that uh, there's a breastfeeding emoji added a few years ago, and this it's been tricky because it kind of looks like just a woman holding a baby. So you, you've got a number of men who are parents sort of going, oh, well, I want an emoji holding a baby. And one early effort was looking at maybe making the breastfeeding emoji have all the three gender options, but potentially the man and the person might hold a, a bottle then the woman would be breastfeeding but you're sort of treading back over old territory then where you do a different option for different genders and inevitably the problem with that is if you have a woman breastfeeding but a man bottle feeding you know the next thing that's going to happen is people are going to say well i'm a woman and i can't breastfeed or i don't and i want to have a bottle feeding emoji uh, why don't I have one? So these three are sort of separate from breastfeeding altogether. Breastfeeding could get options in future, but right now these three are sort of an attempt just to, to allow parents to, to show off the fact that they've got a baby and they are feeding it. Uh, have you seen much on these three? Uh, a little. Um, I think that um, the way it's been done makes uh, a lot of sense. Um, just kind of rolling out. I think you described it very well there, Jeremy. There could be issues where, you know, a woman wants to be able to represent herself feeding her child with a bottle uh, as opposed to just trying to use the current breastfeeding emoji. So I, I think these will be popular, obviously, amongst uh, new parents uh, and friends. Uh, in fact, a, a good friend of mine recently had um, his first child. So I can imagine the second it, it starts arriving on platforms that start going to start being pinged there, at least on, on a couple of platforms. You may have to wait a while. And, you know, God, if I've learned anything from... Um, uh, being introduced to this uh, this child is where they grow up quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. And uh, I must say that one note on these is that Unicode, they recommend not showing the baby's face because if you did, then you'd see whether... You probably wouldn't be able to tell whether it's a boy or a girl. I don't think the babies need gender in here. There's no gender of the baby emoji, which is all for the best. But nonetheless, you'd be able to see the baby's skin tone and then there would be a call. Not everyone's babies have the same skin tone as the parents. So if you can't see it, it's just easier for everyone. And you can just imagine the baby is whatever it is. So that's how they look. And that's the same guidance given to the breastfeeding emoji as well. Uh, just generally speaking, two people in an emoji is difficult and does require far more combinations to, to mix and match. So this is uh, a sensible way to go about it, I'd say. And down our list here, we have one more. I don't actually know how to pronounce 
MX clause. Do you have any... Uh, I, I've seen this written. I've never heard this pronounced. Do you want to, A, tell me if you know anything about how to pronounce MX, or do you say MX, and, and what is this emoji? So I have to put up my hand and say I had to ask a friend, but I believe it's pronounced uh, mix. So we have a mix huh, clause nice. emoji. Yeah, I thought it was nice too, actually. Um, kind of, you know, because without the... Um, the vowel, I don't know. I was kind of at a bit of a loss. But uh, yeah, mixed clause. So a, a non-gender... Like it has an I in the middle. Yeah. M-I-X. Exactly. Is that sort of how you'd pronounce that, it? That's what I'm going for, yeah. And that's that's what I was told. So um, yeah, we have a non-gender specifying uh, person in a, a kind of a Santa hat or, or, or a Christmas hat. And, um, you know, the kind of red hat with a kind of fluffy white trim and usually and the fluffy white ball at the end of the, the hat as well just kind of adding into that space where we have um the kind of the traditional santa claus father christmas and we also have uh, the traditional kind of mrs claus is um kind of woman partner and now we have a non-gender specifying version of that kind of person uh, i've enjoyed <laughs> a few upset tweets about like who the hell is this like we have santa and we have mrs claus and again people get very up some people get very upset about gender inclusive emojis uh or anything that says the word gender anywhere near it and they're sort of like well santa's real and mrs claus is his wife and <laughs> and you're going well all this is sort of fictional so it's probably not that big a deal and again part of an effort to just standardize the set and this doesn't have to be in a way, this sort of is more of a maybe it's me or you at Christmas time wearing a Christmas hat ourselves. Maybe it's not doesn't have to be related to Santa. Maybe the name Mix Claus is sort of given it more uh, trouble than it needed. Maybe, but at the same time, look, there's always going to be uh, an unfortunate reaction in some circles to something of this kind. People just don't seem to realize just because something doesn't uh, reflect them doesn't mean it's for them, you know? Um, so this is an example of people who are maybe um, don't specify their uh, or identify with any particular gender, being able to represent themselves being in a Christmassy mood or exactly as you said, Jeremy, it could just be nothing related to um, Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus. And it could just well be us out there in the world enjoying uh, enjoying Christmas. In fact, I can imagine when December roll around again, we're going to see it in that context quite a bit. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think it will actually be popular just for that. Our one we sort of designed at the Emojipedia image is sort of an older person, but on reflection, I don't know, maybe it should just be a, I say, middle middle range, a normal adult emoji rather than an older peer of Santa and Mrs. Claus. But we'll see. We'll see what platforms do. Uh, same with the, the people hugging, which is next. And you sort of referenced this earlier that there's already an emoji called... Uh, hugging face and it's a smiley that on a lot of platforms holds two hands out that looks sort of excited like jazz hands nobody uses it as a hug uh what what does this new one look like so we have two um kind of nondescript humanoid figures kind of leaning in and holding each other um so it's very much so representing the kind of physical posture of two people hugging they uh, don't have any um, kind of specific gender or facial figures. It's all about the posture, and it, the real emphasis is on the hug. Um, and I really do think, I, as you said, I alluded to it earlier, uh, I've seen the current um, kind of hugging face used as jazz hands. I've seen it used as like ta-da, because the hands are kind of out-presenting something. You know, look at this. Oh, yeah. Look what I use I, it as that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this really will get to, you know, uh, kind of a compassionate embrace between friends or family members. Um, personally, I think that the way, uh, and it's not just the Emotipedia sample um, design, I think that the, the blue coloring kind of, to me, is implying a, a morose occasion, which might be something um, to look into for, for platforms. I guess that is a context in which hmm. it could be used quite a lot. Uh, and perhaps if there was kind of vibrant colors, maybe it wouldn't be used in that context. But um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I'd be really curious to see how the various vendors kind of decide to um, color the, the two figures, whether it's going to be just the blues that are used here. And I believe I've seen another sample image, uh, I think from Google and maybe one from Joy Pixels as well, which use the same 
kind of color palette. But I'm just curious to see what other vendors do, if, if anything different, you know? Yeah, we, we kind of wanted to actually do something different than the blue. The proposal image it looks quite similar to this with the two sort of different tones of blue hugging and it's tricky to come up with something. You don't, it's deliberately not people. I've seen a few people sort of say, oh, why don't they look like two uh, people hugging? But as soon as you do that, you can see skin tones. You might be able to see gender. Uh, again, not a big issue, but then there'll be potential demand for, well, why can't we have two men hugging, two women hugging, a man and a woman, different skin tones. And then comes um, the hairstyles. So the idea of, <laughs> <laughs> right, I know, the redheads will come after us. Please, please, redheads, we can't, we can't, I can't be doing this. Um, <laughs> there's always, there's always the demand, you know, and I, I understand it, I get it, that you do want something to represent you, but there can't be every combination with every emoji and the idea of this and maybe some other ones down the track is that it sort of goes back to some of emojis iconic roots where it's representing a hug as opposed to it's representing two specific types of people hugging so i i suspect they'll all look kind of like this but maybe there's maybe there's other ways to do it i'd be i'd like to see other ways to do the same thing without showing sort of features of the person but yeah you're right i think this would be very helpful uh Whew. We're, get, we're getting there. I'm going to start grouping a few together. Uh, we've got some animals coming up down the list here, and we have black cat, we have a bison, we have a mammoth, a beaver, a polar bear, a dodo, a feather. There's a lot of animals this year. I don't even re think I realized until I read them all out <laughs> just how many there are. Uh, a seal, a beetle, a cockroach. I really don't understand the, the beetle, the ne necessity of a beetle, but nonetheless, a beetle, a cockroach, a fly... And a worm. Uh, it's a lot of animals. Uh, if I look at those, uh, what jumps out at me? Black cat is the first emoji to use effectively a color modifier like the skin tones. It's not exactly that. It's a zwidge sequence, which can apply to anything. But so far, Unicode has been reluctant to add too many sort of color variations to an existing emoji. Uh, so that's interesting there. The polar bear is also a sequence made up of the existing bear emoji and the, the snowflake. Uh, so that's sort of interesting from a technical level, although end users, it makes no difference to them. Uh, and yeah, as I say, I, I'm not sure I understand the beetle and the cockroach, even the fly, I'm a bit, I don't know. What do you think? When you look at these animals, are there any that jump out at you or that you have thoughts about? Well, definitely the um, the black cat and the polar bear are the two that instantly interest me because we are now beginning to see uh, zwidge sequences be used to effectively, it, it's arguable, but introduce a color variation or variation on a theme. Um, in the, obviously, in the context of the, the polar bear, um, it's a combination of the bear and the, the frost, the kind of snowflake uh, emoji, which, although it's not a, a color uh, character, it is, you know, a variation on a, a existing animal. And, you know, that's fascinating to me um, since it's now a sequence as opposed to a separate code point like, the, say, the panda bear. Um, so I don't know where this goes from here. I know the emoji subcommittee in Unicode's probably had so many discussions about where do color modifiers lead to. Um, I'm sure we could spend an entire podcast talking about just that. So I might just leave that for another day. Uh, the, the mammoth. <laughs> there's, been, there's been discussions. It's fair to say. Yeah, I can I can imagine that the mammoth and the dodo then uh, really jump out, of course, as um, as extinct creatures. Um, but of course, both have, you know, kind of prominent metaphorical meetings um, here in the West. Certainly, of course, when something's of mammoth proportion or, you know, dead as the dodo, if something's just done, like it's never going to happen, just like fetch, for example. Um, and a lot of uh, people have reacted very <laughs> positively to the seal. They think the sample image uh, designed by Joshua is very, very cute. Um, in terms of the, the beetles, the cockroaches, the flies, um, I'm reminded of a discussion you had with uh, James Solomon actually on this this very podcast uh, a while back where we talked about, uh, you guys talked about the, the bug emoji and how it's actually a caterpillar on most vendors and yes. how that may not be what people's um, initial concept of a bug may be. And I actually recall that Jane said her initial um, conception of a bug was something like a beetle. So I guess it's maybe just variation being born out of the fact that the caterpillar was attempting to be a one-size-fits-all. Um, 
emoji in in that category yeah. uh, and i wouldn't be surprised people don't don't love that yeah yeah people get uh they get they get what are they they get when there's a broad emoji meant to represent a lot of things then people tend to get a bit caught up in it and sort of think well well it doesn't represent all those things a caterpillar is completely different to a beetle and then they want everything and well uh now we have the beetles so so those people might be happy yeah, maybe, and I wouldn't be surprised um, if the current bug emoji gets renamed kind of casually as the the year or years go on to just be Caterpillar. Yeah, that's true. That that does happen from time to time. The actual code point can't change name, but Unicode does have sort of a localized name in every uh, language, and those names can change if the the meaning of the emoji changes over time or if it just makes more sense in the context of others. So you could well be right. Uh, it's always a bit of a gamble. Sometimes you don't want to kind of stray too far from the, from the original, but you're right. I could see that happening. There's another one here which is sort of... It could change over time depending on what other plants are added. This one's simply called Potted Plant. Uh, oh, I didn't check with uh josh our designer on which plant type this is do you have any idea i'm, I'm not a big plant guy but uh it's just uh, some green leaves in a pot as far as i see yeah that's all i personally see too although i see uh, i did see a very uh, amusing response to it oh look an emoji of my child so that's for all the the plant parents <laughs> out there Yes, we need a dead plant. Well, I guess there is the wilted rose. People quite like that, but uh, maybe a dead plant. It's not because of a dead child, but just, you know, people, I feel like this is many people that look after their plants has really fail to look after their plants out there. Yeah, maybe we'll need um, a watering can next. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, let's, let's what have we done? We're, 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 are we halfway? We're, we're getting there. Let's plow on. Uh, blueberries, olive, bell pepper, as I would call it, a capsicum, uh, flatbread, tamale, fondue, teapot, bubble tea. Those round out the food and, and drink category of which, if I look along, I don't have particular thoughts. I've heard from the Swiss that the fondue should have multiple sticks in there because you're sharing it. You're not having it by yourself. And uh, bubble tea, also boba tea in the US. Uh Delicious. So good. I think uh, I'm happy to see that on there. How about you? I've actually, uh, personally, I've yet to try bubble tea, but I know it's really exploded in my part of the world in, in recent years. I think this is the, the area of this new set where you really begin to see a lot more kind of cultures begin to be represented. And there's been a couple of uh, people kind of responding to different names each one of them has so people would have localized names in, in their country or, or language about what you know what they would call a flatbread for example and you obviously refer to it was a capsicum what you what you would call a bell pepper capsicum i'd capsicum. call it i'd call a bell pepper a capsicum in australia i don't know surely it's not just australia that i'm gonna google it what would you call it this i know fruit and veg kind of change a lot around the planet what would an irish person call this would you call it a bell pepper honestly just pepper um, I'm sure maybe if you were to pepper, pick it okay. up in a supermarket, it may say bell pepper on it. But if, when you're cooking or you're listing ingredients, everyone just refers to them as peppers, green peppers, red peppers, yellow peppers. That's kind of it, to be honest. Uh, I'm on the Wiki Wikipedia page. Uh, it's surprising. That's the one thing that always gets me as someone who was born in Australia, who mostly lives in the UK, but in the US a lot. My brain is mush when it comes to exactly who says what for a while there my brain had different sections for who says what and now it's all together but uh, uh capsicum is it's the family i believe uh for variety known as capsicum in ca some countries oh it's a dual name thing it's like the category in some countries the wider group the genus of that plant and in other countries it is literally that specific variety known as a bell pepper so what a fuss. It's called bell pepper in the Unicode standard, but I'm sure Emojipedia will also list capsicum. Ah, uh, wow. Uh, teapot, the Brits. The Brits are on board for the teapot. They've always been upset that the the cup of the hot beverage that could be a cup of tea or a coffee, they seem to strongly feel like it's a coffee, not a tea, so the teapot will make them happy. Uh, yeah, a bit of variety there. Um I'm not a big olive guy myself, so I can pass on that. I know some vendors there already have sort of olive on a tree rather than the food, and that might influence where it sits on the keyboard. Mm. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be a huge olive person myself, but I do know some people that really, really love them. So I can imagine it getting, uh, you know, appear on some um, on some food based discussions. And uh, isn't there a, an American food chain called Olive Garden? I mean, that's going to start yes, appearing there as I well. Yes, I think there is. <laughs> maybe the olive and the potted plant is the garden. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, you can send your sponsorship here. Uh, all right. So what have we got? Now we've got. I say arguably the least interesting section, I think. They they can be useful, the object, sometimes to fill in when you're being playful with words. I think they don't necessarily say a bunch, but again, uh, these seemingly uh, in demand. So we've got a rock, we've got wood, we have a hut. Uh, I'm going to skip, uh, I, I want to skip these two next two ones because I kind of count them more as transport. So I'm going to keep going for a second on the magic wand, a pinata. Uh, nesting dolls or Russian nesting dolls, a sewing needle, a knot. What's listed here is a thong sandal. In Australia, it would be called a thong. In the UK, it would be called a flip-flop. What do they call that in Ireland? Yeah, flip-flop as well. Yeah, same as the UK. Flip-flop. Mm. I wonder what the... Do you know what the Americans call it? Sorry to all the Americans. Ooh, I, I'm not sure, but there's definitely... I've actually seen a lot of um, people from Latin American countries respond specifically to that, what, what I would call the flip-flop. Um, um, mm -hmm. Kind of quite positively, kind of citing, uh, oh, this is a representation of our culture. Um, obviously, <laughs> there's many Latin American countries, but there was... Uh, I saw uh, an Argentine respond, I saw a Brazilian person respond. So um, I'll tell you... Uh, this, uh, for nothing listeners, being um, Emojipedia's senior emoji reviewer for the, the past couple of years has really made me appreciate, um, obviously, the ways in which different objects uh, can really represent different things and different cultures, and also how, kind of how what we were getting into with the, the bell pepper cap something there, how there's just so many little subcategories of everything if you really delve into it, and how Wikipedia is, in many ways, such a blessing. <laughs> Yes, yes, it really is, uh, especially, as I say, you get into something like that. I've seen a lot of Brazilians claim this flip-flop as their own, So, uh, but you're right, it's sort of quite diverse. Uh, underneath that is a military helmet, which I think came out of, I don't know, there's always some demand for sort of military service, particularly from the USA. Uh, so that, that exists. I think a salute would be more popular, and that's drafted for maybe next year, and I think that would actually be more popular than a helmet. Uh, accordion. Weird Al likes those an accordion. According to his Twitter, Weird Al Yankovic uh, is on board with the accordion. There's a long drum and a coin with a small Easter egg here where, at least in Emojipedia's image, which again is not the official anything, there is uh, sort of an insignia there which maybe uh, hardcore Unicode fans might recognize that person. I, I think I'll leave it. Leave it at that. Uh, boomerang, carpentry saw, a screwdriver, a hook, a ladder, an elevator, a mirror, a window, a plunger, a mousetrap, a bucket, a toothbrush. Let's stop there. Any of those? Any, anything out of that, that set there that that stands out to you or that you've seen anything in particular happen with online? Um, all pun intended here, but literally as you were just mentioning the coin, I zumed in and the penny mm -hmm. dropped, let's just say, for me when I <laughs> actually looked <laughs> in close. Go. Yeah, again, just kind of like with the food, we're beginning to see more kind of objects with uh, cultural connotations, be they kind of specific or, or broader. We have a piñata, which uh, in the uh, Emojipedia set here, it, it kind of is represented as a burro. But I have seen another sample image, which uses kind of like a multi-pointed um, star. Obviously, kind of the, the Russian nesting dolls, the dolls where you keep on opening them up. And there's another one similar kind of, um, inside and inside again. So they're all kind of hollow until you get to the last one. And um, just one thing, I, it's just nice a small... metaphor, that yeah, one. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Layers upon layers. You can add it alongside perhaps the, the onion a la Shrek, where ogres have layers. Um, yes. One one tiny note just uh, on elevator is that it's it's different to the others in that it's it, it's a symbol representing the elevator. It's not uh, just a, a literal representation of kind of elevator doors because of course that would be very hard to distinguish. Um, uh, and I assume other, other vendors are going to implement that. Uh, although you never know, we could end up in um was it the the theater or or um, there was there was one um, emoji or film 
uh, emoji that uh, some vendors represented as an actual kind of cinema theater with lovely luscious red curtains, uh, while other vendors kind of represented it just as kind of like a film camera symbol. So you never know. We could have that kind of yes. fragmentation and maybe it will converge. But uh, in the sample set here, it's the symbol of people kind of in an elevator. That was the uh, the cinema emoji that, yes, had different... In the early days, some platforms had it as, as you say, red curtains in a theater and others sort of had a symbol. I think there's a bit more... Uh, there's more vendors on board in the process now, whereas sort of back in the day, a lot of these existed and the vendors were doing their own thing. Uh, elevator is in the symbols category, which does influence how it's designed to some degree. Yes, vendors can go do their own thing. Apple did that a year or two ago where they've redesigned the uh, the potable water, which is sort of safe drinking water. It's listed as a symbol at Unicode, but for whatever reason they decided, and they used to have it as a symbol in iOS, and in recent years they've redesigned it to be an actual tap filling a glass of water and moved it into the objects. So I, I think the elevator will come out as a symbol, but we'll see. But we, we, You're right, there's absolute precedent for uh, other directions on that sort of thing. Uh, speaking of which, there's a headstone here, which is sort of a gravestone. There's a placard, a, a sign with a wooden stick and some unintelligible writing on there. It could be for protest. It could be a real estate sign. There was an article somewhere. I think it was on... Hmm, I'm going to say Gizmodo. Let me have a look. Gizmodo. What does... It was called something like, what does the sign say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yes, uh, what does the new emoji sign say? And it's just got a blown up version of Emojipedia's sample image there and speculation about what it says. And, well, uh, long live the speculation. I love it. Uh, so that's that's those. There's the transgender symbol, which is technically what Unicode calls an emoji component. It's used in conjunction with a white flag to make the transgender flag sequence that the fact that it's a component means that vendors won't necessarily put it on the keyboard by itself. There's already, for instance, the men and the women, the male and female symbols that aren't on most vendor keyboards, even though they support the emojis. So this will probably be similar for the transgender symbol, which is a circle with a little arrow off one side and the, the sort of T plus thing on the bottom and then another arrow with a line through it on the side, which is effectively three different gender symbols in one. And that's used to make the transgender flag, which is the most shared new emoji announced, uh, at least from Twitter's, from our uh, thread of new emoji approvals. I, I, I think when I last looked, have you seen one that overtook the transgender flag for retweets or shares uh, uh, items on Twitter? I think maybe it's been neck and neck between it and the uh, first one we discussed, the smiling face with tear. Um, but yeah, this one's gone mm. over huge, um, and, and rightly so. I mean, I, I saw a lot of people saying, you know, this one's been a, a long time coming. And, and in fact, several vendors have supported this, you know, unofficially for uh, for quite some time now in, in some contexts. Uh, but I could definitely see this was this was where the way the wind was blowing. Vendors could see that, and and it's great to see it officially now in, in this year's emoji release, and now going to be featured across all vendors uh, before the end of the year. One tricky thing with the transgender flag is that flags in general don't get used very much. People are super passionate about flags because they represent their people, whether it's from a country or any kind of group. So people love to vote up flags in polls and in uh, searches. But when it comes to statistics of which emojis are used the most, flags do pretty poorly. The transgender flag makes the argument in their proposal that because this is a minority group that's sort of underserved, that more than likely this might see higher use than an average flag because people in that group will be more likely to show it in their bios or profiles or share it. We're not really going to know for about two years, so there might be a lull of new flags in the meantime. Because if this is super popular, Unicode might consider other flags. Uh, there's other pride flags. As soon as you add a flag for this, people sort of ask for a, a bi flag and there's a lesbian flag and there's all kinds of pride flags which are varying levels of notoriety or, or uh, specificity, I guess, where some of them have different looks. But we'll see. I, I, think, it's, I think it's great. I'm sure uh, there's, I know there's a lot of people very happy that this exists. I think we'll just sort of 
see if it does get decent usage, then maybe there'll be other flags on the way. And if it doesn't, then maybe we will see fewer flags in future, even if there appears to be high demand for them. Hmm. Thinking of the national flags, I know the the kind of demographic of people that seem to use them the most on, on Twitter and in a kind of a diverse selection seems to be politicians whenever they're listing facts and figures or, of course, kind of appealing to maybe uh, national sentiments between th- their own country. Um, you know, a lot of American flags here and there as we kind of veer into the election, a lot of uh, UK flags um, during elections as well. Um but you know, I, I generally see a lot of like, let's talk about, you know, how each of these countries compare. And the flag is just a great shorthand for, for politicians and journalists. It is. And uh, I would say that I'm aware of a number of politicians or their, their communications teams who religiously use Emojipedia to make sure you don't look like an idiot when you post the wrong flag. So, uh, you know, some politicians do their own tweets, uh, particularly... Uh, some notorious ones, but nonetheless, others, plenty of them have a team who handles their own phone and they yell across the room what to write or they have a meeting about what to write. And I'm well aware there are a number of high level politicians around in different countries of the world and their comms teams are very careful to make sure they vet every flag because you look like a right fool when you post the wrong flag emoji yeah it would be highly destructive to an irish politician's uh, reputation if they were to tweet out the uh, ivory coast flag as opposed to the uh, irish flag because i i see you see that a lot you see it on st patrick's day you see it maybe during uh sporting events that ireland are involved in uh where it's just the, it's the same three colors but reversed uh and that's a bit of a you see it as well when people are on holiday posting about how much they love Dublin and we just have a, a big old Ivory Coast flag on the, the tweet or, or Instagram posts. So <laughs> these are the small little things you want to yeah, avoid. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking down the list. The two I skipped over before, Rollerblade, I don't have much to say about. Uh, looks fine. looks fun. As a child, I always... For some reason, I thought I'd have an office where I'd like rollerblade into work. I don't, that seemed to me to be the... I don't know whether that was a 90s thing, but that seemed to me to be... You know you've made it if you can rollerblade into work. That that uh, that is long that is long being dropped as a dream of mine. But nonetheless, the roller skate emoji is in my world now. And there's a pickup truck that uh, a certain motor company, uh, Ford, proposed but didn't put their name on the proposal they kind of they submitted it and anyway anyone's welcome to submit an emoji proposal uh, to unicode you it doesn't technically matter if you're ford or if you're anyone else if the numbers stack up and if the committee wants it they'll add it but then interestingly after it got approved ford sort of made a bit of a song and dance about aha we got you it was us behind the proposal which felt a bit sneaky to me a little bit cheeky but uh, nonetheless, I think it's fine. It's it's in Australia would call this a Ute. Uh, in the US, a pickup truck. How what what do you call it in Ireland? A sort of a half car with a tray on the back. Yeah, we 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 would call it a pickup truck as well. It kind of yeah. I, I followed that um, kind of the the controversy and the fallout from the, this emoji being submitted and and now approved. It kind of feels like. Uh, Ford submitted to it to us wearing the same disguise as the disguised face emoji. But at the end of the day, the you know it, it stacks up. Pickup trucks are, are very common across the world. So I mean, Ford can claim whatever they want about it. But I mean, at the end of the day, I do feel it deserved to be added to the kind of transport section of um, our emoji keyboards. Yeah, I think it's a good addition. I, one thing that uh, people who are into cars pointed out to me is that their proposed image, which the proposal image is rarely actually used for all that much, other than proving that this emoji can be discerned at a small size. But nonetheless, Ford's one had a distinctive sort of indent on the window, which apparently is unique to Ford pickup trucks, where they sort of had a slight bit of trim on one corner. So that hasn't been used in other designs, but that maybe they were hoping that vendors might not know a bunch about trucks and might sort of put the Ford bit in the actual emoji on different platforms. But I think they're, they're pretty smart, and I reckon the platforms will probably try and make this a generic pickup truck. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think, um, you know... Vendors are, are very much so on the ball these days, and 
Um, I don't think we're going to see anything quite like the uh, the four heart, three heart um, smiling face um, <laughs> in in the future. I really feel like you know vendors are going to try and make this um, you know the, the representation they have, you know, especially in a competitive space like you know motor vehicles. The the car needs to you know you you can't put a, a, you know a Tesla as your um, your car emoji equally you can't have a, a ford pickup truck as your pickup truck that's just not how emoji works so uh yeah i think the vendors would have definitely been on the ball there uh so that that is the the new emoji list for 2020 hashtag emoji 2020 uh what is this we're now in nearly february what happens next is that the actual unicode release that sort of power provides the code points for a lot of these doesn't come out till march it's sort of pretty set now. It's more of a technicality, but still, vendors like to have everything all sorted. So realistically, you wouldn't see any of these on any shipping platform until at least after March. And if past years are anything to go by, Android and iOS don't tend to update until uh, the Northern Hemisphere falls. That's sort of August through November-ish. So look out for them later in the year. You can't use them yet. It's just the list that's announced. But later in the year, no doubt, we'll come back and we'll talk about actually what they look like on different platforms. It will be on the Emojipedia tweets. And and that's that's our year. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us talk about 117 new characters. Keith, thank you for coming on the show. Can people, you know, if they want to follow you somewhere on the internet, what, what should they do? Where should they go? Yeah, the people can find me on Twitter at Keith Brony. Um, so that's just my name, very unoriginal, uh, K-E-I-T-H-B-R-O-N-I. Uh, you can also find me, of course, on the Emojipedia blog. You'll find me there doing all of the various change logs. So comparing and contrasting um, emoji updates um, across uh, various vendors, comparing them to other vendors, and of course, comparing them to the previous set, see if there's any designs that have been modified in any kind of particularly significant way. Um, so uh, the one I actually would highlight, if uh, listeners haven't checked those out yet, is I did a full roundup of 2019 across all vendors there about a month ago, and that's well worth a read. Yes, people, because not everybody really has time in their life to follow every emoji update. Some people do. I appreciate you. Uh, but for everyone else, sometimes you want a bit of a summary of what did change last year? Why Why is that different? So you're right. That was a That's a good summary, especially if you didn't notice a lot of the updates last year. And for me, you can follow me online at Jeremy Burge on any of the, the socials. Uh, you can follow the show at Emoji Rap. Uh, I would like to thank Jonathan Mann, who uh, is performing the theme music for the podcast, Uh, Joshua Jones, who's done the art for the podcast, and also designs Emojipedia's reference sample images. So thanks to him. Thanks to Florida. I only met him for the first time in January as well. So it's been a big month for me, big month (laughs) for Emoji, (laughs) big month for everybody. So thanks, Keith, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time.